Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Good morning, good morning. I feel like it's my first time preaching this morning. Uh, for some reason, I have this, this thing, this newness um, about the ministry. But I want to thank God for all of you and your consistency. Come on, let's bless the Lord for the Our Father's House ministry. Powerful, powerful ministry. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for what you said. I know prayer has gone forth in the atmosphere, God, and I just connect and join my faith to the faith of the people in our Father's house. Lord, I love the name because our Father's house means those who live in his house are his children. Um, and so, Lord, we thank you for the, for the faith of the Son of God that lives on the inside of us. Go before us, God, as we preach, as we hear a word, um, and I preach a word that you gave me. Um, that you're teaching us so that we can become like you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I want to bless the Lord. Before you sit down, I want to bless the Lord for Bishop Riley and Pastor Riley, the Rileys. Love you all so much. I know y'all out there honeymooning, uh, but we make sure you come back, all right? Don't, get, don't be too happy, all right? Calm down and come on back. We love y'all so much, though. We do. Y'all know that already. We're family. But y'all may be seated at this time. Thank God for you. Thank God, Katrina, and all of you that are here, all the ministers and men and women of God who are here and faithful to the call of God. Y'all, I used to think that the song y'all sing, I used to think that that was uh, one of the greatest blessings you can ever have is him know your name. I, 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 did, I, I, thought, I thought it was great, and then I realized that I'm not going to mess you up your songs, keep singing that song, but I realized that him knowing my name wasn't enough. Just stay with me, stay with me, don't kick me out of church yet. I thought it was enough. I was like, yeah, he knows my name, he knows my name. But then I realized whenever Adam and Eve, when they ate of the fruit and God was looking for Adam, he said, Adam, he knew his name, where are you? So he knew his name, but Adam still wasn't in the right place. And so I would say it's not just enough for him to know our name, but it's also make sure that we have to make sure he knows our place, that he knows where we are. So it might add to that song, he knows my name and he knows where I am. <laughs> because he knew Adam's name, but he didn't know where Adam was. He said, Adam, where are, where are you? I don't know where you are. Why? Because, and I'm connecting to the message, y'all, I'm in the house, because he took on another form. Because he put something else on him that wasn't what represented the name of God. He put on fig leaves. He hid himself. Why? Because he was naked. He was naked and he was ashamed because he took on another identity. He took on another form. And that form and identity was called what? People out there in, in the social media world, sin, sin. He took on the form of sin. He took on sin. And because he put on sin, he became, watch this, unrecognizable to God. He became unrecognizable to God because he put on something that God didn't put on him. And that's why I got to tell you, it's not enough. And I love Tasha Cobb and I love her song. And, and I want us to keep singing this song. But I want us to make sure we go to a higher truth that says he knows my name and he knows where I am. He didn't know where Adam was because he was under, because Adam, Adam put something else on him. And so we've been hearing from Bishop Riley and, and Pastor Riley about be transformed. We've been hearing uh, transform versus conform. I even heard there was even a message preached a while ago that said, uh, uh, put the glory needs to be back in the temple. We need the glory in the temple. So I'm going to connect the message that God has given me also to what you all have been teaching. Again, don't kick me out of the church yet. Before I tell you this, well, when I tell you this, and that is this, Pastor Riley said transform versus conform. We got to transform. I'm telling you, bless the Lord for you, Pastor Rich Bird, from the hit shit. No, all right, thank God for you, man. But I want to bless the Lord for this message, and that is we got to conform. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Stay with me. Do not get me out. 
All right, so let me go here. All right, first let me tell you a story because Pastor Rod told a story. I'm telling a story too. I'm home, y'all. We're family, so I don't have to. I don't have to. You know, we we'll have to do all those particulars. But I was a kid in middle school. Raise your hand if you're in middle school in here. All right, got a couple middle school. You're in middle school. All right, all right. Got a couple middle schools. All right. Well, in my elementary as well. But middle school. I was in middle school when I first heard the word conform. Now, I was a kid, so I didn't know that word, but I knew how to do that word. Here's what I mean. Walking through school, I was, my mom, I, I was raised by a single-parent mom. Phenomenal. I say single, I say that on purpose because my mom, she wasn't a mom and a dad. She was a double mom. My mom was a superstar. Mom, I hope you listen to the message. You are a superstar. The way you raised my twin brother, my little sister and me is unmatched, is unparalleled. Uh, greatest of all time, Mom, you are. I got to tell you that. My dad was not in my life. My dad has about 20-something children. Calm down. And you heard me say it before. You had like the first time. <laughs> That's my sister. But and, and even to this day, now my dad is a, we have a child that's on the way. My dad was 65 years old, continued to have, to have children. Unfortunately, my dad, who's from Haiti, he passed away of COVID uh, last year. Um, very, very, ter uh, very terrible, uh, very painful. Um, there are things, still things I'm working through now uh, with that because of some things that I wanted to know about him. I wanted to know him. I wanted to know him. I wanted him to know my name. I want him to know me. I want there's some things I want to learn about him. I want to understand the image uh, that I had that I was connected to. So that, that's that's a story there. But in growing up, uh, my mom didn't raise me according to what my father what where my father wasn't. My father, my mother didn't raise me according to the absence of my dad. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'll say it slower. My mom did not raise me according to the absence of my father. So our conditions weren't set because who my, where my dad because my dad was not there. We didn't set conditions for that. We didn't set a plan for that. We didn't say, well, because your dad's not here, you got to get what you got to get. Because your dad's not here, you are allowed to have as many children as you want to. Because your dad's not here, you can, you can become homosexual. Because your dad's not here, you can smoke weed. Because your dad, no. She didn't do that. She raised me according to the precepts and statutes of the, of the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, man of God. She, thinks she did me like that, and she kept teaching me. Watch this, who I am. She, teach, she taught me who I am. She said, this is who you are. We're not going to deal with who you're not and what, who was not there. We're going to deal with who you are. And then God's going to use me, as she did, to put people in my life that will help raise me according to, watch this, the form that God was raising me in. I'm going somewhere, y'all. He, he she trained me to walk into this form that was the word of God. All right? I want y'all to hear that. All right? So because she didn't raise me according to conditions, she didn't teach me uh, just how bad my father, how he wasn't in my life, and, and what he did not do and all those things, I was able to be raised according to the identity of Christ on the inside of me. All right? So middle school happened. Middle school challenges that. Middle school, uh, y'all, I'm an educator, so I'm going to say something real funny. I know you can't delete it, but I, I, I don't really care right now. I believe middle school has been designed to challenge God. Okay, I'm just being silly. I'm just being silly. <laughs> no, I'm, in the, I'm talking about just the, just the just constructs. I ain't talking about education. But the constructs, the conditions, there's the people, kids. Because watch this. The ch middle school, they're literally in the middle of life, in the middle of their career. They're too old to be called babies and they're too young to be called growing high school. They're just in that middle. They're in transition. And, and we find ourselves in life like that. They're in this transition stage. They don't know where to go. They're not, they don't quite know how to categorize themselves. They're smelling themselves. They see hair popping up in places they didn't know hair could grow in. You know, it's, just, it's weird. You know, when, when they weren't musky at five, now they become musky at 12. You're like, why do you smell like that? What is that? What is that smell? Because <laughs> they're in middle school. They're growing up and their voice starts doing little squeaky stuff. Again, their voice sounds like they're in the middle. Their voice is transitioning. So their voice is too squeaky to be called a baby, but too weird to be called an adult. So they find themselves. Y'all know it. We were like that. I'm trying to get you to go back to when you were a child because y'all are so grown now. But we all had that. So now the, the middle school, they come to this age where I was in, where all the popular kids, watch this. This is for me. Maybe not for you, but for me. I want you to hear something. All the popular kids were, were sitting at a certain table. And, and where I grew up, the popular kids were 
especially the, your boys, they had their pants sagging, and they're very loud and obnoxious, and they're walking walk through the halls like they own the halls, just doing crazy stuff, rapping the, the most famous lyric at the time, you know, I just say, you know, what would you do if you are out, you know, just whatever. They're just going through, you know, just, ah, I mean, I'm talking about they would just be, ah, 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 that's how they walk through the hall, ah, 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 and they look, look obnoxious to me. But people would flock to it. They would be so attracted to it. It would look so cool to others that I was like, and, and mind you, I was being bullied. I was being picked at because my mom raised me to dress the way you're dressing in church right now, the way he's dressing. That's how my mom raised me. Shirt, tails, tucked in the pants, greasy face. Your girl face is not greasy, but mine was. Because my mom Vaseline my whole face. My mom, my mom gave me what I call prophetic Vaseline. She gave me Vaseline just in case my face did get ashy. So we're going to so I prophesy to you. You will not have an ashy face. So she gave me Vaseline for the future. And so she put it on me and caked my face up. And she just smeared it down. And she cut my hair, y'all, because my hair looked like a soccer ball. Because we couldn't, we couldn't go to the barbershop. So she just cut my So I went through all that. So I went through being teased. Uh, tease because I didn't have the finest or the nicest clothes or the latest clothes because the clothes lasted. We shopped at a thrift store. They lasted and they were neat, neat. I was ironed. It was crisp. And I got picked at. They called me church boy. You church boy? Like that was something to be ashamed of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You church boy. I'm like, look at me now. I guess, <laughs> guess they were right. <laughs> yeah. So church boy, church boy. So they went, I went through all of that. But then I, I, I was in my house in the bedroom, looking at a mirror. And I said, what if I tried what the people are trying at school to get some attention, to get some popularity? So I, I took some of my clothes and I, I sagged them a little bit in the mirror by myself. Nobody saw it. I sagged them a little bit. I found I had a Utah Jazz uh, baseball cap, uh, put it to the side. I sagged my clothes a little bit. And I started walking in the mirror saying, ah, 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 Trying to see if I did it, how would it look? And guys, I was pretty good. I said, man, I do it better than them. I said, so I can do it too, and then they will like me, and I will be accepted. And so I said, maybe I can do it. I, I wrote it in my book. I put it in my book as well. And I said, let me try it. So, you know, I, I, had, I, got, I, I got up this, in this confidence to do it. But then y'all, y'all will catch this. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. So I said, no, nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. It, it, don't, it don't feel right. So because it didn't feel right, I said, I'm just going to keep doing and being who I am, the church boy. I'll just stay this way and be this way, and then maybe they'll conform to me. But I can't conform to them, y'all. Why? Because it didn't feel right. Living a double life could be very, very stressful because I couldn't do it at home because my mama would tear my tail up. So I couldn't do that. So I had to be two people. And I find, I find young people being that way. I even find people being that way in the church, y'all. My message today is conforming to Christ's image. Conforming to Christ's image. That's what I want to talk about today. Uh, Pastor Riley said, yeah, transform versus conform. And she was talking about the power of, of conforming and, and how we're not to conform to this world. We'll be able to be transformed by, by the renewing of our minds. God, I want to give you some peace today. And I don't have a long message, but a strong one. And, it's, and, and the peace is this, y'all. You were predestined. You are predestined. Who he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be the firstborn among many brethren. Here's why you need to hear this. You don't have to, like, I felt like I had to be in control of, of where my destiny was going because of how I was being treated. Not at all. See, God already predestined this. Your destiny, I want you to hear this, is going to give you some peace, has been predetermined. Adam's destiny was predetermined. Where he got off track was when he got outside of the one who predetermined him. Did y'all hear me? I'm going to say it one more time. Where Adam got off track and Eve got off track is they got off track of the one who predetermined. Why am I, what am I trying to say? Wouldn't it make more sense to be conformed to the one who created you? Yeah. See, society is trying to tell us that this is what you need to be, who you need to be in order to be, in order to exist, in order to have success. I mean, God is letting us know, uh-uh. If you walk in the spirit then, and conform to the spirit, 
then you'll get more than what the world calls success. Here's what you'll get. You'll get glorified bodies. Not only that, you'll become all that you were supposed to become anyway. What am I saying? Y'all, all the message really is about, and I love it because I call it, it's, it's in the word, it's all about ministry of reconciliation. It's not, we've, we've, comp, we've made the simple so complex. We've made the simplicity of Jesus. Last time I was here, I preached on uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of Jesus. We made the simplicity of Jesus so complex that you got to have a Ph.D. to understand it. you got to be rich to understand it. you got to walk around deep to understand it. I'm going to say something else. Don't kick me out. you got to speak in tongues to understand it. If you do this, see, he just stood up straighter. Look at that. I saw you when I did that. He said, Sound like a transformer, as Pastor Raleigh preached last, last week. Because we've, because we've made ourselves. So, so what happened is, this is going to get you, y'all. The world told us this is how you have to be. All right? And so because the church says, well, well I ain't the world, but I, do, but I still believe in the power of conforming, but not to image, to the image of God. So now even though, this, this is really going to hurt because it hurts my feelings when I say it. But the church has, has even created and adopted social constructs that they call God and call holy. And it's nothing more than what the world is doing, just, with, just, just PG rated. So it's like the church is still doing what the world is doing, just PG. That's why you have churches with people who may not cuss, but they'll still talk about you. You know, you have ushers who don't mind ushering you into the house of God, but they look at you funny because they're mad about what they heard about you last week somewhere. It's, we've, allowed, we've allowed so many things inside of the church because we still keep trying to feel like it couldn't be that simple to be conformed to Christ's image. Yes, it is. Do you know why? Because con <laughs> conforming to Christ's image is not your responsibility. Conforming to Christ's image is not our responsibility, but it is our accountability, but it's not our responsibility. It, it, it is God's responsibility. Like it, he is, is him. Like, you see, that's, that's the pressure, Pastor Glover. We, we put the pressure on us to try to be like him when God says, no, no, just give yourself to me. Like a reasonable service is to, is to become a living sacrifice. Is to be holy and acceptable unto God, which is your, like your reasonable service, is to allow me to be what you cannot be for yourself. Your Lord, your God. So I, I want to get to the word. I want to read the word. Uh, and I'm going to slide through it. Uh, Romans 8. Uh, let's go to 16. Uh, I, I love this scripture. I love this word. I love the power of it, y'all. Um, as I do that, I also want to uh, go ahead and debunk some stuff as well. For example, y'all know your flesh is really weak, right? Okay, have y'all heard anybody come out there with this whole try Jesus, don't try me? Yeah. All right, y'all probably ain't heard it before, but trying Jesus, don't try me, it's almost made it feel like Jesus is weak, but I'm not. Can I tell you something? Trying Jesus and, and trying try, is never something we're supposed to do anyway. So I want y'all quit walking around telling people to try Jesus. We don't have to try Jesus. Nah, Jesus has already been tried. And he's already been proven. So this whole try Jesus and this whole Holy Spirit activate again, all, all this trying. I'm, I'm trying to say this stuff to y'all because as you conform to Christ's image, I need you to make sure that you're not allowing the language to disrupt the image. I can't let you just allow the language. So the language is Holy Spirit activate. All right. You ever heard anybody say that before? Make sure you dispel that and debunk that and come against that. Why? Because that's another form that the, God, the enemy has used to cause us to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. I can't tell the Holy Spirit to activate. Holy Spirit was activated when Jesus went up, ascended to heaven. He came down. He's already activated. You know who's not activated? Us. We have to activate. God is saying you activate. Holy Spirit is already activated. So be real cautious and careful about how we talk about Jesus. Trying Jesus. No, no, no. We don't have to try Jesus. Trying Jesus is almost as if we can experiment with him and, and maybe he'll work because I've tried everything else. No, we're not trying Jesus. All right. Uh, 16. Romans 8, 16. The spirit itself, and in Greek form, itself also means himself, also beareth witness with our spirit that we are what? 
children of God. Romans 8, 1 through 15, not going all the way there, but I want you to know this. You cannot be called a children of God until you've allowed the spirit of God to dwell in you. Not you've been prophesied to a couple of times. Not you've been to church a couple of times. Can I tell you something? And y'all heard it before, I'll say it three times. Going to church is not the same thing as being the church. Going to church is not the same thing as being the church. Going to church is not the same thing as being the church. You can go to church and still not be transformed. Why am I saying that? Going to church is nothing more than conforming again to the social constructs that say, go to church. So you know what happened? The pandemic... The pandemic woke up everybody from the spell of going to church. The pandemic woke everybody up. The pandemic woke people up until they said, I ain't got to do this. Because look at the seats. I don't have to do I don't have to go to church. Watch this. To know God. No, they're saying is I don't have to go to church because I'm not being transformed. I was going to church according to the spell that was placed on me when I was 12. And I sat on the morning bench. I was going to church that way. And if children, then heirs of God. See, heirs. And join us with Christ. And so be we that suffer with him that we may also be what? Glorified together. Keep going. I'm going to go through a fast. For I reckon the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be what? Revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature. What's the creature? All of God's creation. That's the earth. That is you. Waited for the manifestation of the sons of God, for the creature was made subject to vanity. The creature had to deal with, can I tell y'all, just how despicable and disgusting and how degrading sin is to creation? Sin is not attractive. Sin is not something that you get to do because you ain't around your parents no more. Oh, I get to see it. Oh, oh, oh. Sin is not cool. Sin actually was perverse. Sin perverted the earth. Banshaya. Sin, sin perverted creation. Like, like envy, jealousy, lying, stealing, not considering God. It perverted us. It, it made us nasty. It was subject to nasty. <laughs> not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. He's going... Because the creature itself also shall be delivered unto the bondage of, of corruption to the glorious liberty of the children of God. Let's keep going. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves, which have first fruits of spirit, even we ourselves. This is what I want to get to. We groan within ourselves. Stop right there. Waiting for the redemption. Waiting for the adoption. To wit, the redemption of our body. We're waiting for an adoption to witness the redemption of our body. Let me tell you what that means groanings within ourselves anybody ever had a groaning yeah. i need you to know that groaning in here is not speaking in tongues a groaning is a wordless <clears throat> see the spirit is the spirit in you recognizes that we have put ourselves in something that doesn't feel like god so the spirit of god in you is like So what it's doing inside of you, see, that's what I'm saying. It's not your responsibility. Because, see, when we say speak in tongues, we act like, like we have some power and we're releasing on people. Nah, -uh. No, the Holy Spirit, you speaking in tongues, had nothing to do with this one right here about the groanings inside of you. Let's keep going. I'm going to keep going on this. I'm going to stay on there for a minute. Verse 24. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not by hope that is seen is not hope for what a man seeth why doth he yet hope for see this groaning in you is saying huh, I know what I see I know what I feel but what I believe is contrary and so this groaning is saying what the groaning really is saying is I got hope I got hope a lot of you know my passion for the youth and guys when I see young people dying before their time when I go, I got a stack of funerals of young people at my house. And when I'm in these funerals, I'm, I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm groaning. Because the work that I do makes me believe that children can live. But when I'm seeing, what I'm seeing is not what I have hope for. And so I'm groaning. What I'm seeing is not what I have hope for. So I'm telling you, let that spirit groan. Don't, don't, don't let that. It's not gas. <laughs> 
it's the spirit in you. And so the way you allow that spirit in you to be in contrast with what's happening around us is by feeding the spirit. Walking in the spirit. What do you mean? Doing what the spirit has led you to do. Doing the word. Becoming the word. Fellowshipping with him. Because then you now have hope. Guys, I need you to know there is hope. But I believe that we have, have started to live as saints of God as if there is no hope. So we do what the flesh tells us to do. And what is the flesh? Let me, can I tell you the theme of your flesh? Can, can y'all just pinch yourself real quick? Look how, look how weak this flesh is. It is weak. Y'all, your flesh, let me tell you. Your flesh is so weak. Somebody say, how weak? It's so weak that it can't even stop a bullet. Somebody say, the flesh is weak. Somebody say how? It is so weak that your flesh can't even protect itself from a mosquito bite. How many of y'all walk around saying mosquitoes and ate me up? Because your flesh, it can't even protect itself from a mosquito bite. It is weak. Somebody say it's weak. It can't protect you from jealousy, envy, strife, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. It can, you're, you're, the flesh is so it, it is so weak. Why would we want to? And so the Bible says, when you live in the flesh, you are in enmity against God. Meaning you are against God. Like you, you and God, are, aren't you, you, there's no way, the Bible says it also in the scripture, you can please God when you live in the flesh. Why? Because the law that the flesh used to live by is weak, watch this, in the flesh. It's weak like the flesh cannot please God because it is that weak. So you can tell flesh to do this and do that and do this and do that. And watch this. You can tell flesh to pay your tithes. You can tell flesh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not. And the flesh won't commit adultery. But watch this. Tell how weak the flesh is. The flesh is so weak that even if it doesn't commit adultery, it'll say, because of my power. Because of my power. You tell flesh to pray. Flesh will pray and say, but before I pray, give me $2,000. But before I pray, make sure that I need everybody to hear how I pray. And not only am I going to pray, but I'm going to pray with some creativity and some acrobatic moves that make y'all stand up on your feet. I'm not that so. Yeah, yeah, I say, I say, I say, God, you are my God. And no one else can do what you know what I'm Like, the flesh is entertaining. So the flesh will take a something that belongs to God and reduce it to entertainment so that you will, believe, you will be pleased and look at flesh and say, my, 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 look at that flesh. Now, you wouldn't say that. You would just say, that's a mighty man of God. He is so powerful. But the Bible says, let your light so shine that you'll see these good works. And these good works are so, non, they're so godly and they're so not filled with the flesh that you can't help but say, that is God. That is God. He is not, he or she is not drawing any attention to their flesh. That's why I say the same thing with people who walk in, in, in timidity, who walk in fear, who are scared. People who are scared, all right, brother, are also living by the flesh. People who are scared as well, because you're making it about you. I, I, that's not me. I, I, don't, I don't get in front of people. I'm not good at that. Oh, I'm not. Uh, I, I do what I can. You know, and if you're making any mistakes, y'all, take it for love. Because I don't do this. Yeah. Now we're looking at you. Yeah. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you in your timid state. I don't want to see you in your most high, uh, exalted state either. I just want God. Somebody say, I just want to see God. But it's the best of our pure heart for they shall see God. Say, I just want to see God. I just want to see God. I'm, I'm still going there, y'all. And so, let's, so this is the hope that we have, that we can see God. Keep going. 25, 25. But if we hope for what that we see not, then we do with patience, wait for it. With patience, I say with patience. Guys, I got to tell you something. When I was in middle school, what I, y'all, this is going to bless you for those who are raising kids. Like my son. He, he doesn't have a cell phone right now. He's 13 years old. He may be the only 13-year-old kid, almost 14, that doesn't have a uh, cell phone in the history, in, in the world. I'm being silly, <laughs> but he doesn't have one. A lot of his friends does. He doesn't. Does he want one? Yes, he does. But there are things that we're doing and raising him according to that we're not ready to give him that yet. We know the dangers of cell phone and what can be on and so we just raise him differently. Can I tell you something, though? 
what he is required to do is wait for it. Because one day, he'll have one. Until then, with patience, wait for it. When I was in middle school and I wanted to be like everybody else, I wanted to, be, I wanted to have this popularity, I wanted to walk around like that, uh, God says, no, you, may have, you have the popularity, you have the influence, you, you have the uh, attractability of people who will want to follow you. You have the popularity. You, those things will, if I want to have it, they'll come. But with patience, wait for it. The danger is we can try to give ourselves stuff before time. Young people or even ourselves, we want stuff that we're not willing to wait for. I tell you this, if it's worth having, it's worth waiting for. Keep going, 26, I'm keeping going. 26, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself making intercession for us with what? Groaning. So I'm telling you, speaking in tongues is not the Holy Spirit making intercession. This is the Holy Spirit making intercession. If we're the ones speaking in tongues, guess who's the one responsible for the intercession? Us. But and when he makes groanings, he's the one interceding. Somebody said, I'd rather him intercede for me than me intercede for me. Y'all, can I tell you what Jesus did? Let me tell you what Jesus did that's so powerful. I said the flesh was weak, right? The flesh is so weak that if we un understand the power of overcoming this flesh, we'll be overcome by it. So that's what, this is what Jesus did. Jesus became like flesh and did what? Condemned sin in the flesh. I say it like this. He became like us. So we can become like him. Come on, y'all. He, he became like us. He said, let me see what they got going on. I'm going to become like them to give them the rights and access to become like me. He made intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. You can't utter groanings. Speaking in tongues is an utterance. That's an utterance. So if he's doing the speaking in tongues, the intercession and the groanings, then it's not a word. They're not words. They're not utterance. It's a groaning. I'm telling you this because I want you to fellowship with the Holy Spirit in such a way that he'll be filled, feel, feel, he'll fill you to where you become so, so moved by what's not that the Holy Spirit puts you in position to be what you should be, even in a situation when it's not what it's, look, what it's supposed to look like. 27, keep going. And he searches the hearts. He that searches the hearts knoweth what's the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He makes intercessions. And we know that all things is one of the favorite scriptures in the world. All things work together for the good to them that love God. Go to 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Somebody say this. The called are the conformed to the image of Christ. I'll prove it to you. Look at 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed, what? To the image of his son. To be conformed, what? To the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate. Whom he did what? Pre somebody say predestinate. Then he also called. And whom he called, he also did what? Justified. And whom he justified, he did what? Glorified. 31. I'm going to end it with this. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I'll tell you, a lot of people can be against us, but when they stand against you, when they stand against God, it's as if nobody's against you. When somebody tries to stand against God and you, it's as if they don't even exist. What do we do about that? Go to verse 30 again. Be conformed to the image of Christ. I need help, y'all. Can I get some help with this here? Malachi, Micah. All right. So I have something. I'm going to do what's called, what I call. I'm going to do like a little science experiment. Come on, Monty. I'm doing a little science experiment, y'all. Conform to Christ's image. Go back to verse 29, please. All right. Malachi, help him. We're going to move that over here first. Just move here, set it down, and we're going to move the table. Okay? All right? Just set it down out of the way so we can move the table over here. Conformed to Christ's image. Let me help them, y'all. Ms. Barnes, y'all getting this? All right, I need my uh, water bottles and I need my science jacket.
All right, science experiment, y'all. Here we go. Oh, I left my goggles. Hope I don't hurt myself. I left my goggles. All right, here we go. Hope y'all seeing this. I have before me, look at this. This is the world right here. This is my, my science experiment. I want to show y'all something. I want to show y'all as an science experiment what it looks like to be conformed to Christ's image. Here we go. This here, I call it Christ's image. This is Christ's image right here. All right. This is the world. I am this water right here. This is me. That I'm the water. Okay. And as the water, I have allowed myself to take on what? The image and shape of Jesus. So let me tell you what conform means. Conform means you take on the shape of the thing you put yourself in. My concern about the flesh is that as the flesh, as people, oftentimes we put ourselves in things and we find ourselves taking the shape of those things. So when Pastor Riley said in Romans 12, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that is saying, while it is God's responsibility to conform you, to transform you, it is your responsibility. You are accountable to giving yourself over to the thing you want to transform you. That's up to you. That is up to you. You are responsible for learning and studying to show yourself approved and doing things that will transform you because God wants it to be your choice on whom you choose to believe, on whom you choose to follow. And so this is me saying, I choose to study the word of God. I want to be like him. This is us. We're in here. We want to be like Christ. This is the image of God we put ourselves in. This is the world. So as the world, we live what? In the world, but not of it. So as the world, I put myself, as the image of his son, I put myself in the world, and guess what doesn't happen? Now, other people, other people have poured themselves into the world, and because they didn't put themselves in Christ, guess what they did? They took on the form of the world. So these are all the people that I went to school with sometimes. Not all my people. I know y'all. some of y'all say, but these are a lot of people that I grew up with and I went to school with or I live in the world with or I go to Walmart with or I travel. These are the people in the world. And some of them decided, I am going to just take on the form of the world. This right here is too restricted. It's boring. It's nothing, there's nothing there. There's no power. It's not, not enough for me. So I, I need more. I need more opportunity. I need more opportunity. And so the world says, I'm going to be this way. Here's what we find ourselves doing. This is what I don't ever want you to do. I don't ever want you to allow the world to become so attractive that you decide to empty yourself out and then just take on what the world is giving you. Our job is to be in the world, not of it. Now, guess what didn't happen to that bottle? There's water in that bottle, right? But because I, the water, am in Jesus, guess what I didn't do? I didn't conform. I didn't conform to the world. Because I conform, I, took, I already have another form. So I want y'all to say, because I have another form, I don't need the form of the world. So here's what should be happening. Because we are in the world and not of the world, we should be influencing the people in the world. They should not have more of an influence on us, watch this, than we have on them. So here's what should happen. Come here, Micah. Here's what should happen. We should be so influential in the world. Come on, come on. We should be so influential in the world that we make people want to be like us. We should influence them to say, I'm leaving the world because I want to be like the kingdom and I want to take on the shape of the kingdom and now I want to be filled with what you're filled with. And so now they are putting themselves in Jesus. God, I want you to know that I am more in Jesus than I am in this world. That should be your testimony. Say, I am in the Lord more than I'm in the world. So now, watch this. Now this, these people, this person who got saved now and we influence him to be like Jesus. Now he or she gets to also be in the world and not of the world. Our job is to be so influential that no matter what the world does, we don't change. See, when you conform to the image of Christ, we have been transformed. We were that. 
So we're not looking down on this. We were that. That was us. Until we learned the higher truth. Until we learned who we need to be. And then we said, wow, I don't have to change no matter what shape I'm in. As a matter of fact, I get to be an influence on them. And I know it's more of this than it is of us. But I need you to know that with God, you are the majority. I need you to know that when you're in Christ, I don't care if you're working in the office with people who don't talk like you, walk like you, sing like you, preach like you. I, I don't care. You might be in a classroom full of people who don't pray when it's time to uh, eat lunch. You do it. Because you could influence somebody else to do it too. Conforming to Christ's image is saying, I'm going to be conformed to something in this world. I might as well be conformed to the image of his son. Being conformed to the image of his son, it gives God an opportunity to say, I thank you. Watch this. For not giving up on me. When my fathers, when my mothers, when Adam and Eve, when they sinned, that could have ruled us out anyway. We got to understand the grace of God on us and understand that we don't have a right to life if it wasn't for Christ being in us, the hope of glory. He became hope for us. So Colossians says, and I think Pastor Riley touched on this too, Colossians says that we, that our life is hid with Christ in God. Our life is hid with Christ in God. What does that mean? That means you don't got to walk around telling everybody, all right, you better get ready because God, people are in the house. I am here. I don't want no sin over there. Hey, hey, you, 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 stop cussing. You, hey, I'm God man. I'm God woman. No, you don't walk around doing that. You know how we'll know? By how you live. We'll know, we'll know by the fruit that you bear. We'll know by the love that you share. Like we know, we know you're saved. We know you're different because you don't act like everybody else. And I'll go even deeper. We know you're saved. We know you're different. Watch this. Because when you come in the room, something shifts. When you come in the room, something happens to the atmosphere. What am I trying to say? When you've been with God, you should drip with his presence. See, I put myself in the world. And because the world couldn't get in me, it just rolls off me. What am I saying? It don't mean you're not going to feel the effects of the world. See, I'm, I'm, this, this bottle is wet on the outside, meaning I feel it. I feel the pain. I feel the stress. I feel the anxiety. All this is coming against me. Oftentimes, we make ourselves think that because it's coming against me, it must have overtaken me. But can I tell you something? I've seen a lot of boxing matches. And at the end of the boxing match, they both look pulverized. They both look bloody. The winner oftentimes look worse than the loser. But the one winning had standing there with that belt. He got hit, but he didn't lose. Well, I'm telling y'all, sometimes you might get hit, guys. Hey, we're going to feel it. Hey, you're going to get battered. You're going to get bruised. Y'all, because we live with Jesus, we're going to be persecuted and all of that. But it's not going to change your shape. It's not going to change your form. Because you've been transformed. You've been conformed. Y'all, they killed Jesus. They beat him. He looked worse than a boxer winning a match. But he still got the victory. So I don't want you to categorize your victory by how you feel in the end. Nah, uh-uh. We walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to stand to your feet at this time. We are called with a special calling for ourselves not to be conformed to this world. But we do have a special calling to be conformed to Christ's image. The psalm is being played right now. I'm going to allow us some room and space to worship the Lord. Here's what I want, you to, here's what I want to tell you about the power of worship. Singing songs of worship, again, I know you're not kicking me out. We're family now. Singing songs of worship is not worship at all. Singing songs of worship is not worship. Can I tell you something? Kissing my wife, good night, or kissing my children, good night, or especially without my wife, kissing her on the cheek is not a form of being married. Mm -mm. 
Being married is a lifestyle. The expression of that lifestyle could be a kiss. Can I tell you that worshiping God, singing songs in church should be an expression of your lifestyle of worship. Meaning your worship, your songs in church should be nothing more than, they're nothing more than kisses to God. The, the, the songs are just kisses of what you already live. So true worship to God is not a song. It's a lifestyle. It's not a song. Songs are opportunity to express because we're so overflowed. We're so overjoyed. We're so filled up that we got it comes out in song. But also comes out in holy living. So can we take a moment and worship? We turn it up. The Holy One, the Holy One, who conformed us to his image. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's take a moment and kiss the Lord and embrace the Lord with affection. Hallelujah. Those who are watching on social media, I want you to engage in moments of expressions of worship to God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. Song says, Nobody else. You're the only one. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy. Come on, even the children, lift your hands to God. Come on, let's show them how to honor God. Let's honor the King of Kings right now. Hiya, the boss. You are holy, Lord. Come on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Somebody say, somebody say, you are holy. You are holy. You are holy. He is pure. He is perfect. See, I can conform to his image because he won't take advantage of my image. When I conform to the world, they want to use me for their own judgments, their own issues, their own usage. Nobody else. Nobody else. No one is holier than he. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else. You are holy. You are holy. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. 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 See, see, conforming to Christ's image makes the world about him. <laughs> Conforming to the enemy makes the world about you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that I'm in the world and not of it, Lord. Thank you for not allowing me to be changed by society. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> holy, holy, holy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy, 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 holy. You are holy. You are holy. See, worship is about God. It ain't about people. It ain't about how the song is sing. No. It's all about the purity of him. It's all about his love. His matchless love. Yeah. 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 Conform to his image. Hiya. Turn it down a little, all the way till it's off. Ah, listen. Make the create the creation is groaning for us to get back to where we started. The creation is groaning for us to get back to where we started. This whole Christian life is all about reconciling, restoration, restoring me back to where, where we were. Or we walked with God. We walked with God. We just walked with him. There was, there was no interruptions. Can I tell y'all, when Adam walked the earth, he didn't need to pray. 
Prayer is our ability to align ourselves to what God wants. Prayer is not asking God for a bunch of stuff. Prayer is, prayer is getting yourself in alignment with him. And then whatever you ask is what he wants you to ask anyway. Sin interrupted that relationship. It's no different than a husband and wife getting together and then somebody comes in and say, hey, you know you ain't got to be with one wife. You're going to be with one man. You, you, we, we can enjoy some moments too. It interrupt that fellowship. And God's trying to get us back to that fellowship with God to where we walk with him and we love him. And can I tell y'all, Jesus didn't die just because he loved us. I know we love to think that. But can I tell you that Jesus truly died because he loved his father. <laughs> I see that touches y'all. He loved us. He, he died because he loved his father. God sent his son because he loved us. God sent his son because he loved us. Why does that make sense? Because if I'm, oh God, because if I'm conformed to the image of Christ, the way he loves God is how I love God. See, if I, if I only love Jesus because he first loved me, no, we love God because he first loved us and sent the best he had. He sent the best he had, not to us, because if he gave him to us, guess what we would have done? Do what we already did. Kill him. You can't give yourself to anybody. When Jesus got in our hands, we whipped him to shreds. So he said, I am in your hands, but I am in God. I am in, I am in the world. But because the world wants to rip me to shreds, I am in God. I want you to know that you are the reason why you're called hidden people, hidden figures is because you are in the world but they can't see you like they think they see like they think they see you they think they see you but they can't touch you because you're hidden with God let us pray turn it down even a little bit lower just a little bit lower we'll see if they keep it playing if you're in on watching online if you're in the room and you want a a deeper fellowship with God and the word let us but if there, there's a declaration you want to make saying I need to close the gap there's something that I've not quite done and that is allow myself to be conformed to his image and if you want just a deeper walk a deeper connection with God not to me eyes closed just slip your hand up to God and put it right back down and say God I want to be closer I want to be closer I want to be closer and so for those that are in here and raise a hand and those that are, are watching online and you are lifted your hands and you, I, I, I want to be closer. I, I don't want I don't want to be playing tug of war. Or I don't want the world playing tug of war with me. Because I'll tell you, God is not going to allow himself to constantly be tempted by man that would choose to figure out if they want to choose him or not. So right here, right now, Lord, for those who are in here listening and those who are watching, just repeat after me because I believe in the power of words. Say, Lord, I realize that there's been a gap, a space where I have been in and allowed myself to be conformed to this world and oftentimes unknown to me. I need you to be the only form that I take the shape of. So Lord, will you forgive me and cleanse me from every form of unrighteousness, every form of ungodliness, even a God form with no power of God. I don't want to look like God and not be like God. And so Lord, I am committed to Allowing you to feed me so I am conformed to what you predestined me to be anyway. Thank you. Forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me for all unrighteousness. And will you fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I can live and move and have my being in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See, it is time to simplify the complex. Living for God 
I'm gonna say it just like this, and I'm an educator. Ain't deep. Living for God ain't deep. It's not. I don't know who made you think that way. It is simply walking according to the statutes and, and holiness of God and allowing him to lead you. I hope you all adopt this because one of my most sincerest prayers is God go before me. That's, not, that's the prayer that I pray the most. God go before me. I'll tell you one, th one more thing about your flesh and I'm done. The greatest form your flesh can be in is in dead form. The greatest form this flesh can be in is dead form. This, form, this flesh, you have to make intentional decisions to tell your flesh what to do. And not let your flesh tell you what to do. The Bible says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Tell yourself you will bless the Lord. Because you're not going to feel like doing the thing that your spirit, the spirit of God tells you to do. Flesh is never going to feel like it. As a matter of fact, after this word, your flesh is definitely going to come against you. Because your flesh has now realized something's happening. They are about to be what God created them to be in the earth. They're about to be more influential than they've ever been before. And they're not going to need to run for office to do it. They're not going to need to run for office. They're not going to need to get any, any plastic surgery. They're not going to need, gonna need to get any, any more money to be the light that God has called you to be. Katrina, I want, I'm going to share this with you. The Holy Spirit is about to give you so much favor with the people that you work with. Now, you already have the favor because that's what you got here in the door. But it's, it's, the favor on your life is going to another level. But I didn't see. I didn't, I didn't even see this until I started talking. It's because there are people around you who need the light of Christ that's within you. And it's not, I, mean, I, don't, I don't even go in your office, I don't know like that, but there's, a, there's something that God is going to do on you that's going to cause people to have Christ come in them. He's already doing the work in you, and it's about to show up on you. Be encouraged. You are not a weak woman of God. Holy Spirit said that very clearly. You're not a weak woman of God. You are a strong and mighty woman of God. And he wants you to use the power he's given you to speak. Speak more. Share more. Release more. There's something in you that has to come out of you in this season. It's like a birth. A birthing. In the name of Jesus. Young man, what's his name? Huh? Listen, I need you to know something. People like you. You're very likable kid. You're, you're, not, you're not a person that gets teased and bullied. And things like, like you have a personality that, that, that is attractive. It's your person. Like you just, you're catchy. Like be ready. Get ready. Get ready to, for people to vote, want to vote for you for offices. Get ready for, for speaking in public and, and sharing oratorical things. Like be ready for God to use your voice at an early age to draw people. I don't know you. I've never heard you talk before. But there's something in you that is burning. It's a fire. It's a fire. Do you mind if I lay hands on him? Come, come, come. Micah, Malachi, y'all come with him. There's a fire in you. There's a, a burning. There's a, a holy life that is about to come out of you. And you're going to be, he, he said, amen. And you're going to not need to be ashamed of it. You are, you are strong. You're probably one of the most influential kids I ever met. And I don't, I don't even know you. So in the name of Jesus, I'm going to stir up. I'm going to play my hands on your belly briefly to allow what's life, the life that's in you to just flow out of you. Get ready. Get ready. It's going to be a difference coming out of you in the name of Jesus. Get behind him. In the name of Jesus. All I want to speak this one word phrase. Rivers flow. Rivers flow. Nine one more time. Rivers flow. In Jesus name. Amen. You're covered, man. You're covered, man. You're covered, man. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sir, there's a strong prophetic anointing on you. It's, I'm not calling you a prophet and, and telling you to get a microphone and go on the street corner and sell your prophecies. He's like, that ain't even what we even, exactly. What I'm telling you is your word, the word that God has put in you, it moves people. It will move people. It can move people. 
you are a man who is serious about the word of God. That's one. You don't like the word to be played with. That's two. But not only that, there's an impact of the word that's going to come out of you now more than ever. Open your mouth and speak. Similar to what I told Katrina, uh, because there's a strong prophetic gift, meaning you're going to have to be able to tell people not just what may happen in the future, but you want to be able to bring life to people in their present. There are people that you're going to come in contact with that are just depressed and stressed. And there's something in you that has a word for people like that. It just does. It's like, it's not even a deep word. It's, a, it's this simple. I can literally see you calling to people telling you everything's going to be all right. It wasn't a scripture. It wasn't a deep thing. It wasn't so eloquent. It was a simple that. And it lifted the people. God is bringing more power to your language. I love that. I love that. Everyone in the room, lift your hands right now. God, God, is, God is releasing something on the people that's in this room and those who are watching. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Pastor Riley and Bishop Riley is connected to the next phase of this ministry. Didn't, even, didn't, didn't know that till I said it. He's about to put something in your hands spiritually that's connected. That's why the word, wow. That's why the words have been lined up the way they've been lined up. As if we've been preaching a series. Because he's putting you in a position to handle a new responsibility for this ministry. But watch this. But also for your home lives. For your home lives. A freshness I'm seeing coming over the people. Can I tell you where it, where it generated from? Katrina, you're going to love this. The freshness that I just saw come upon this house, it generated from your parents over there. I, I don't know. I never saw it before. I never saw that before. It was like something like a ball of spiritual energy, fresh energy, like fresh produce. It just it's like something came over there and then it is swept across here. Huh. Your parents are strategically placed in this house. Man and woman of God, they are they are placed in this house. It's like God is a, a ordained. It's like they are. There are ordained angels sitting there, almost, almost like a spiritual covering type kind of thing. It, it's unique, and I want to thank God for, for y'all. And here's why I say that, even in the natural. I thank God for how you continue steadfast and coming to church when you don't feel like it physically, when you, when, when, when you have every reason to stay home and watch online. You're giving us an example. And I'm being ministered to just by seeing you both. And Holy Spirit just said, but I just use them to minister to this whole house. And as I say that, I looked at empty seats. Holy Spirit just showed me that. I just ministered to them for the people in here and for the people that are coming. This has been a cliche for the church world for a long time, but I'm going to bring, I'm going to take it from the cliche and put it in the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you this word as a prophetic word to you all, and it's going to happen. Let the Lord use you. L let him. Let him. Like, watch what's going to happen in this season. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, I think there is this offering time okay we're going to allow you all to give giving is living y'all giving is living uh, it's one thing to give of a peppermint candy to someone in need of a breath mint but it's nothing to give of your finances because that's connected to your livelihood on the earth to me giving is a faith move that says I don't live by bread alone and money gets you bread but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. And because I believe in what God is doing in this house, I want to give to God for this house. I know it's good ground. I know it's good ground. Let me tell you how I know you stand this time. I know how why it's good ground. I was having some, sometimes I would have some of the most trying moments. Again, being in the world and not of the world can be very, very painful, especially when you're living unto God. Y'all, if I lived under sin, if I lived under the flesh, 
man, it probably wouldn't be as hard. Because <laughs> I could just cuss you out if you make me mad. Or, or I can just shoot your car up if you make me mad. Or I can, like, I can, just, do, I can just show my energy again another way. No. <laughs> no. That's going to cause me to suffer in the world. We're going to suffer anyway. Might as well suffer for Christ. Because then you'll reign with him. I've had some almost trying moments. And Bishop and Ed Riley have called me by the Spirit at pivotal times in my life. Didn't even know I was going. One time I was almost on the floor just in agony of what was going on with young people. And I got a call as I was brushing my teeth and about to go and lay on the floor just in agony and prayer. He called me in, in the middle of that and said, God said in, in so many words, everything's going to be okay. He sees you. Don't take on all this on your own. Don't do, everything he, I needed to hear from God, God spoke it through him before I even opened my mouth. That's why I say your spirit makes groanings. My spirit was groaning and God responded by sending a prophetic word through Bishop Riley. I didn't speak. I didn't even speak in one tongue. Spirit makes groanings. Pastor Riley will text me and say, you okay? Just checking on you. When I'm right through those moments where it's getting rough. So this is a good house. It's a good house. We don't measure the house by the number of people. We measure the house by the power of the people in it. I'll say it one more time. We don't measure the house by the number of people in the house. But by the power of the people that lives within it. And there's power in the people in the room. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.